Good evening. It is Tuesday, November 22nd, and welcome to the Positional Sports Talk Show post. Live streaming on Facebook Live, Twitch, and our Positional Sports Talk Show YouTube channel. We are a sports talk show made for the fans, from the perspective of fans, presented by lifelong sports fans. We will provide our opinions and positions on the hottest topics in sports this evening. My name is Big Reg, and I'm joined this evening by two of my partners in crime. I got the professor in the building. What's going on, Professor J? What's going on, Big Reg? What's going on, sis? You know we deep in Movember, or should I say Bovember, because I do the whole <laughs> bid for the month. Just support your favorite charities. Praise the Lord. Let's talk sports. Absolutely, absolutely. And as mentioned, since it's in the building, what's going on, partner? What's going on, y'all? Feeling good, feeling great, being happy to talk sports with you on a pre-Thanksgiving uh, let's go. Let's get it. Absolutely. And for all of our listeners, our extended family out there, uh, as always, we appreciate you. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving with your families or without however you tend to take care of that thing. But have a safe Thanksgiving. And as always, we over here post appreciate you. That's so this fine. evening, we're going to give you some quick hits. We're going to do a little NBA talk this this evening just a little bit it's still early in the season so we ain't gonna do get getting too too deep and then the rest of it's gonna be all about football both college and pro i think sense will be happy about that too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully by the time we get to talking to basketball some things will change around in this world you have no idea <laughs> and we're gonna finish it off as always with our final post of the evening and again as always we appreciate you tuning in so please sit back and relax and enjoy posts on the positional sports talk show channel so fellas i wanted to give a shout out to two powerful women of women's college basketball the university of south carolina and Stanford head coach Dawn Staley and Tara Vanderveer, respectfully, yesterday, Sunday, in their number one versus number two matchup on national TV, wore Brittany Griner shirts to show their support about their former player, because both of them coached Brittany with the U.S. women's basketball team. And it's to you know, keep a light shined on that situation. And unfortunately, last week, Griner was moved from Moscow to an actual Russian penal colony about 200 miles outside. They're not telling anybody exactly where she is, but that's a, a drastic change in life for her. And yeah. those Russian penal colonies are known to have harsh living environments. So yeah. keep your prayers out for, for Brittany and hopefully... Uh, not only can she get through it physically, but mentally as well, and then they can get her home as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a brighter note, University of South Carolina beat number two, Stanford, 76-71 in overtime. This might be a preview of a Final Four game or possibly even a championship game later on this year. Yo, your boy Novak Djokovic had a great week this past week, fellas. Not only did he win the ATP Tour Finals men's game to tie Roger Federer with their sixth title most of all time. In Australia, the uh, Ministry of Travel, who deals with the visas and all that situation, the the gentleman who is in charge of that uh, got beaten in the election, so there's a new guy. 
with a new guy, granted Djokovic a visa to play in the 2023 mm. Australian mm. Open and um, lifted the ban because when he was deported by Australian law, there was a three-year ban for him to come back in that country, lifted that ban. So uh, the Joker will get wow. a chance to win another title. He That's where he's won his most majors is at the Australian. So get a chance to uh, catch up to Rafa. Now, what do you think that's all about, Big Red? You think that's about money? Yeah, I think the Australian Open said this is our – the guy who's won more titles than anybody ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's a huge draw. Y'all not going to let him play? Federer just retired. (laughs) We don't know if Rob is going to be healthy enough. So we we need a draw. So that And and no Serena? They had to think about their bottom line, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and then I mean, we we almost three years, you know, into this thing, and it's not as deadly and ravaging as it as it was in the beginning. So it just makes sense that you know you allow just not just him, but athletes around the world to start really competing again. You know? Yeah. Well, Australia, which had the strictest rules, because they basically was like, "You're not gonna come over here and start a, a huge spread in our country." So they basically closed their borders. Now regular people can get into Australia, um, and you don't have to have proof of vaccination. But you know, Big Red, you see where Australia is? Oh, <laughs> they yeah. got a natural, right? In the middle of right. That's why right. yeah. they can protect us. Yeah. All the way down there, ain't nobody right. <laughs> and surrounded down by yonder. water. So yeah. In the boxing world, there's a uh, world title fight this weekend. Regis Progress takes on Jose Zapata this Saturday on a pay-per-view for the vacant WBC Junior Welterweight title. Um, Also announced this past week in boxing. And excuse me if I'm a little skeptic, but this year especially, a lot of these big fights that have been talked about that's supposed to be done deals never happened. But Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia supposedly have agreed and assigned to fight in April uh, 2023, April 15th, at a 136-pound catchweight, which is kind of stupid to me. Either you're going to get down to 135 or fight at 140. Don't be, but that's the catchweight. And Big Ranch with Queensbury Tony, and I know this driving him crazy too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so um, if the fight happens, it'll prosper more than likely be the biggest pay-per-view fight of 2023 unless we actually see the Terrence Crawford fight. Uh, but I, as I told y'all when Sid said, yeah, I heard he was done. Remember that sense? <laughs> and I told you, I believe it when yeah, I see him yeah. weighing in. You were so, right. You were right. <laughs> Yeah, on since, that note, it's got me. I was like, "Oh, it is." I, I was hyped. I mean, and and on that note, I was hyped for this uh, Esau Cruz um, Shakur Stevenson fight, and that that's that's uh, that's got no traction either, huh? Nope, it's not yet. I mean, yeah, uh, right now, it's just boxing is its own worst enemy. Yeah, yeah. too many different powerful promoters who want to protect their cash cows until it, it literally took Ryan Garcia acting up online and all that, calling out his own promoters 
saying y'all got to get this done for them to figure out a way to at least sign the Tank Davis deal. I mean, it's going to take the fighters to take control of their own careers and say, I don't care what you're saying, make the fight. I love Floyd. So, so I mean, what is it? Is it just the old way of doing business in boxing that's allowing it not to move forward? Even in the face of seeing how the USC and Dana White has kind of UFC has kind of put together a game plan for showing the best fights and making the most money. Like, why can't they move out of that ancient way of doing business? Because they're scared. They're scared to be where Golden Boy Promotions is right now. Golden Boy Promotions doesn't have a major fighter mm-hmm. under their uh, banner anymore. Oh, bro. Mm-hmm. Because Canelo got out of his contract <clears throat> and all of the people that they had with titles either lost their titles or got too old. Now, Ryan Garcia had was with Golden Boy for a while, but I didn't think he even left. So it... it mm-hmm. They're trying to guard the money. They figure we're going to take our time. We're going to build you up the right way and all that because they want to keep generating the money off you. And that old mentality of if you lose, then you're not going to be a big attraction. It's stupid. If you put on a good fight, even if you get knocked out, if you put on a good fight, people are going to want to see you. Point blank, period. And it's these old conglomerates like a top rank that's 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 doing this nonsense, and it, it, it needs to be stopped, man. Make the fights happen that we want to see. And we got called all of them out now. Just top rank PBC is another one, mm-hmm. a big one. Golden Boy is a big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least Eddie Hearn from over at, in um, England is trying to put together big matches with his matchroom boxing. He doesn't care. He's willing to put his fighters out there because he knows it's going to bring money, and then he can get his fight another big fight. So it is what it is. So if they don't adapt, they die. Right. <laughs> we see in that too. <laughs> you don't adapt, you die. So we will see. Um, last item before we get into the NBA. Uh, Men's FIFA World Cup has started. Fellas, host nation Qatar became the first host team to lose the opening match <laughs> of a World <laughs> Cup when they were hosted. They got am I, wrong, that. am I wrong to say I wasn't surprised? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. What I was surprised of, and I don't know if we can give the latest scores, but this um, the U.S. Um, and Wales ended up in a tie. You know, U.S. had it going up until the 80th minute, then uh, yeah. uh, Bale um, from uh, Wales scored that uh, penalty goal. kick, yeah, penalty kick, and that's when all the foul. flopping started. Just yeah. mm-hmm. and that was a terrible foul by the young U.S. U.S. team. U.S. actually outpaid Wales ninety five percent of that yeah. game, but that mm-hmm. one mistake forced the one one tie. But yeah. considering they're the second youngest team over there. This is a good experience. The The goal of this one, since they missed last year's World Cup, is to get them experience. They got another young wave of young kids coming up that are supposed to be even better than this group right now as far as with, at the same age time. So by 2026 World Cup, they actually should be a formidable team that could possibly make it 
pass the knock the the round robin round and into the knockout round. So we will see. Cool. All right, fellas, let's move on to the NBA. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the big NBA story, and unfortunately, it wasn't a story actually about basketball. But uh, Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving returned after missing eight games due to suspension due to his tweets and comments made about three weeks ago, and we're not going to rehash that episode. Um, But what I did appreciate is before the game, Kyrie Irving sat in front of the press and gave a legitimate to me felt like a heartfelt explanation slash apology however you want to read it about what transpired previously and what he learned over that time did y'all have any thoughts about you know Kyrie coming back and if you happen to see his press conference yeah I'm just glad that it's somewhat starting to get back to basketball like actually basketball and 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 not the you know nonsense on the outside um his his apology i do feel was um was heartfelt and genuine um i think my only issue is just like the there's just to distill the flack that you know was given from um outsiders and people especially you know folks like shaq who you know who 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 call him an idiot one minute but on the on the other it's just you know was known to promote the uh the whole movie so it's just like a you know the hypocrisy the hypocrisy you know started to show from from um from people who had an opinion about it but overall you know you know he apologized can we just put this you know issue to bed and just get on with basketball yeah i, I think that he did what he had to do to kind of give his own life some peace and be able to move on like you said to, to be more about basketball I think in his mind and in his life, this this is uh, far from over because he tried to state before that he understood his history and, and who he was. I think a lot of times when people are calling him stupid and questioning his character, but then on the other side, they talk about him, intel- how intelligent he is. I, I will tell you, he is an intelligent and calculated individual. And you all know me. You can roll back our tapes. You know I'm not a Kyrie Irving fan. But I told people that they need to pause before they just start piling on him for speaking about something that they didn't know the full story about just because everybody else seems to be so enraged and offended. And, you know, we got to be very careful how we throw around the anti-Semitic word, you know, and it's troubling to me because we don't throw it around the same way we talk about anti-racism and things of that nature. But that's for another show. I think it's time for him to get back to basketball because if you've noticed, the Brooklyn Nets got problems on the court, right? So that's mm-hmm. what we should be focused on, them trying to dig themselves out, out of a hole. Again, not knowing what's going on with Ben Simmons and then KD. You got people talking about these ridiculous trades with Golden State again <laughs> to send him back out there. So that's what I'm focused on. But Kyrie, welcome back. I think he had a pretty decent game last night in 25 minutes. So that's mm-hmm. what we should be focused on, his basketball and not, not his personal beliefs. Well, you know, KD did throw his team under the bus last Under year. the bus. Basically saying, <laughs> look at the names. He named names. He said, what you expect me to do with these dudes? <laughs> Royce O'Neal. Government Royce names. O'Neal. Right. <laughs> How am I supposed to win with these dudes? Basically what he said. <laughs> So, 
Yeah, KD getting real frustrated. So that Golden State talk ain't too outlandish. I think they'd be happy to get some draft capital back, get some young players back to help build a team around. And they, you know, Kyrie gone after this year, so they can just start afresh. So, yeah, and that team is better than what they were when he was there the first time. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about surprises in the NBA, the two conference leaders are big surprises, fellas. The Boston Celtics had the best record in the NBA at 13 and 3. And of course, with that, leads to East by one and a half games. But the biggest surprise is the Utah Jazz. Jazz. Based on what they did, trading away their two best players. Uh It looked like they were tanking, but their young coach that they hired is. Will got Hardy. these young boys mm-hmm. playing and got a marketing who's been Ooh. bouncing around to a couple of teams playing all-star level basketball this a year. A marksman. Oh, my God, a marksman. So, I mean, but, at 12 and 6, yeah. they balling, playing defense. <coughs> I'm still yawning, but look, Danny Ainge right now looks like a genius. Because... <laughs> He looks like a genius right now because with all that, all, all those moves he made, everyone thought it was going to be a tanking season. I mean, granted, it's still early, but right now, Utah's. You're not believing the hype, Professor. What I'm going to say is okay, let's start where you ended. I'm going to give Danny Ainge his credit because he did the same thing in Boston. So I'm not going to say, you know, it was outlandish what he was doing because the man knows how to trade. He knows how to pick talent. He knows how to make a team. But let's go back to the beginning. I mean, Boston, okay, they're doing their thing. I said it last year, the year before. The Bucks are on cruise control, fellas. Oh, I we mean, understand they, that. They, and they're they not healthy. They still <laughs> right. yeah, they don't have their second best player. We we understand that. Yeah, so I'm just like, it don't matter what anybody else does Side in note, the East. Though. They gonna have to come through that juggernaut, especially if they're healthy and it's gonna be a done deal. But yeah, I'm surprised at Utah. Not that Danny Ainge can put together the team, but that they are doing as well as they're doing right now, getting rid I of mean, their two Sexton, best players. Yeah, yeah, you still got Clarkson. You still got um, Conley, even though he's injured right now. It's like He's always injured. Yeah. <laughs> they just looking like a team. Well, since you mentioned the Bucks, I just got to ask you this. What did you feel, or what did you think, rather, about uh, those um, post-game antics uh, between uh, Giannis and uh, Treas? When it came to Giannis was practicing his free throws and uh, Trez wouldn't give him the ball back. Man, that was disrespectful. The yeah, man was just trying to make ten, trying to shoot yeah. ten free throws. Mm-hmm. It was disrespectful mm-hmm. for the 76ers um, event staff to not let him f- shoot two more free throws. And he told him, "I got two more free throws to shoot," and to say no, mm-hmm. and, and then for Trez to get in his feelings. <laughs> I mean, come on. Now. Yeah, it's all good because you know what happens when you get Giannis upset. Oh, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, the yeah mm-hmm. so you know, a regular season game, uh, that's neither here nor there. If they meet in the playoffs, you're gonna see that dog come out, and Montrez sure. ain't gonna want none of that. Yeah, they yeah, better hope yeah. MB stay healthy. That's what they need to focus on. He, well, he, he sure. already missed two He's games. Not. He about to miss two <laughs> games, yeah. <laughs> so. see, my point exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
And last, and we we need to keep this short, but the California teams are struggling, fellas. <laughs> yeah, They're struggling. Short. <laughs> They're struggling. I mean, the defending champion Warriors just got their first road win last night, and they announced today that none of their stars are playing tonight. <laughs> Because they're not playing them for back-to-back. The Clippers are the Clippers. And your boy Kawhi Leonard been having this knee injury now going on a year and a half. And then the other team, I'm just leave that alone. Who who do you think has the best chance of, you know, turning this season around? Because right now the Clippers have the best record, but that's 10-7. and John Wall does look... Decent uh, as a nice added piece, and the Warriors are eight nine. We're not even gonna, again. I'm gonna leave that other thing alone because I don't want to bring up sore subjects. It's not a sore subject. I mean, look, <laughs> you know who I'm going to pick. We just won three straight. We had injuries. Struder was injured. Bryant was injured. We got both of them back. We have AD playing lights out right now. We gonna make a turn. Just watch. It's still early in the season. We can get to 500 like that, especially with the soft schedule we uh got coming up. So I'm, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to get sore, and I'm not going, you know, go scorched earth right now. It's 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 15 games in. Just going, we going to wait. We going to make a turn. We'll be all right. Yeah, it's believe- I'm go sorry. Ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I a quick question for you, since do you believe Jay Will sent me some information, and he's definitely that. The situation we're having two dominant ball handlers, it, it, it looks like um, A, moving Russ to the bench and having him play primarily with the second squad where he can be the dominant ball handler is working. But with LeBron missing the last few games because of the hamstring injury, it seems like he's getting really into a groove. But when that comes back, I mean, something's got to give. And I don't think LeBron's going to be willing to be the one to get play without the oh. ball. All LeBron needs to do, and that's what he's primary fo- primarily focused on, is breaking that record. Once he gets to that record, he wants AD to take over the reins of the team. He wants AD to be playing the way that he's playing right now. This is how he's been wanting AD to play, in all fairness. Remember when he when um that season first started and AD like first joined the team? He said we want to go, we want the ball to go through the um AD. AD, like LeBron is basically trying to hand over the keys. So I don't think it'll be a problem. I mean, time will tell. But right now, I think, you know, this is kind of a blessing in disguise because it gives AD back that 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 fire and 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 letting people know I'm still top five. Like, don't don't count me out of top five. Yeah, I've been dealing with injury, but like I'm a chop, you know, that back injury I got over, I'm I'm you know beasting right now. There's so much meat on that bone, but we said we was going to keep this segment <laughs> short. So this can be saved, really. It can be saved for our later NBA segments because we need to see this play out uh, to what Sense is talking about. But to answer your question, Big Ray, is it's definitely got to be the champs. They're in California. I mean, they, they live in the life. They the champs. They know at any time that they can turn, flip that switch and turn it on. And I'm thinking once they get through their little spells of injuries, you know, players being sent down to the G League, I think it's Wiseman, you know, they'll they'll come out on top. And especially if they're going to explore a trade uh, for KD and bring him back, 
you know, they're probably putting together a package as we speak to do that. But if that doesn't happen, this team is a defending champs. You got guys that have great contracts, so nobody should be upset and all that kind of stuff. They weathered the storm with Draymond and Poole. That seems to be died down. I really think that once we get past mm-hmm. Christmas with this team, they're really going to start ramping it up, showing their firepower, getting things going, and then we'll see the Golden State Wars. They know they don't have to be a number one seed to win a title. So they're not motivated to be the number one in the West. They don't need that. Top three, yeah, but we'll see them turn it around. I don't know if it's as easy as you're making it, but, you know, like... No, I didn't say it was easy, but this is a championship pedigree team. This is a team that knows how to play together. This is a team that knows how to fight and scrap. Once they get motivated and turn that switch on, you're going to see a different Golden State team. And that's a lot different from your argument that you just made with the Lakers. But we weren't going to dig into it, right? It all goes back to we shall see. So yep. We shall see. Yeah, but we go, said that last year, too. Yeah, Golden State's got to start playing defense again, which nobody really talked about. But when they win championships, their defense is using the top five. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's dig into this football. I, I, I tried to warn everybody that this past week was a be careful week, and it was going to be a sneaky week for a bunch of teams. <laughs> Georgia struggled to beat Kentucky, sixteen to six. Maryland played toe to toe with State until the fourth quarter. So I mean, you you you. You take that strip that was almost like an interception that got returned for a TD, and then uh, uh, another defensive score. Yeah, there was some right questionable there. calls in that game. Lockley well, was hot. Well, I mean, you, you know, read his lips. He yeah. was. He was Maryland's not going to get the benefit of anybody's day. right. Even at home, they like Washington, <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> Since his team had to use a yeah. fourth quarter field <laughs> goal sure with did. 10 seconds yeah. left to beat Illinois 1917. Yeah, I mean, that was a by the hair of our chinny chin chin. telling you. me nervous, bro. I'm telling you. TCU had to kick uh, literally I, as man, time was bam, running off oh, the I'm clock. So mad at Baylor. Baylor 29-28 over Baylor. So. <laughs> oh, my God. God, they had that game. I think I will just attribute that to kind of, and they shouldn't have done it, but taking that foot off the gas, a trap game, as you said, and like you know, that that and you and Reg, you 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 uh you called it. You were like, hey, like they might take their foot off the gas. They looking ahead instead of what's in front of them, and that's prime time for these teams that you don't think's going to win to like try to sneak a win in. Thankfully, like Michigan prevailed, but whew, they did lose Blake Corm. Now, suppose yeah. he's going to play, but it, he's a big part of that offense. If he's not 100%, that's going to be tough. Right. I'm kind of nervous, yeah. Uh, I thought both of them was going to come in to their game with one loss next week because, oh, man, Merlin was going toe-to-toe, and then Ohio State, I mean, Michigan, I thought y'all was going to lose that one for real. I was afraid we were. And then- yeah. I, I think two things happened, to, to definitely the trap game, and it started getting colder. Mm-hmm. It's different when you start playing your first cold weather game of the season. 
playing football in that for the first time, it, it, mm-hmm. it ain't fun that, that first time playing it. So nah. the game that really hit me and I, I feel bad about it, wasn't the fact that South Carolina crushed Tennessee. Ooh. I mean, they absolutely destroyed Tennessee, 63-38. Yeah, what happened there? What happened there? Um, Tennessee overlooked South Carolina, didn't take them serious. Mm -hmm. Figured they'd just show up. Yeah, that's crazy. Easy win. Because South Carolina's like 500. But they played a couple of teams real close. Real close. Spencer Rattler out there looking like and Spencer uh, Rattler had the game of his career. Yeah, he put in his bow nicks on that game. Yeah, he's firing <laughs> up. But but what was heartbreaking in the fourth quarter, Hendon Hooker, this dude's a six year senior, yeah. a six year senior. He's twenty five years old. Tears ACL in the fourth quarter, which means that's gonna cost this young man some money. Yeah, because. They was they was whispering about him being a possible late first round NFL draft pick, which had been guaranteed at least ten million dollars. At worst case scenario, second, where he was going to get multi millions, but now with a torn ACL at twenty five, which means he can't play until he's twenty six, be his rookie mm-hmm. season plan. That hurt. Yeah, Whew. yeah. Prayers up, man, for him. Did anybody? Uh, brave it out to at least here on the East Coast and watch that USC UCLA game. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, mm-hmm. I did, I did. I t- I thought old <laughs> Chip Kelly was gonna get him for a minute. <laughs> man, if DTR Dorian Thompson Robson didn't throw that late interception, man, you see USC couldn't stop UCLA at the end. Right, they could. That one bad. I mean, he he threw a couple of interceptions. But he was outplaying Caleb Williams if you look at the overall game with mm-hmm. the exception of turnovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, DTR had he 309 yards passing, four TDs, 81 yards rushing, two TDs, but them three interceptions cost him the game and cost him a shot at the Pac-12 well, title game. That boy was looking like Kyler Murray to me, Big Ridge. He was yeah. running. He he had banged his thumb up. I mean, he was Man. shaking it off. Looked like he had pulled a hammy at one time. And he was still out there being a warrior. Man, I, I man, I had a whole lot of respect for him during that game and after that game. Because he put them, he literally put, put them UCLA on his back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. But I am happy for the local kid, Caleb Williams. Uh, DMV zone. I mean, 470 yards, two TDs, and when it counted, he put up the numbers. And he's got a shot of winning the Heisman this year, fellas, because where USC USC was a four win team last year. If they win this weekend, (laughs) (laughs) win the Pac 12 championship. Mm-hmm. They got a legit shot of being in the college football playoffs <laughs> with what some of the other teams did, like Tennessee losing and all that. I got mm-hmm. a monkey wrench in that playing, big. Wrench. Yeah, I know you do. Number eighteen, Notre Dame, shut out Boston College. They playing the best football they played all year. And did you see the second mm-hmm. half of that game when it started yep. snowing? I, I was sure like, oh, did. Man. Yeah, it was whiteout conditions. Oh my love god, it, love it. That's 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 their uh, that's their cup of tea. 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and before we get into the notable games coming up next week, we're we going to continue to shout out our man, Coach Prime and Jackson State. Jackson it's State tough. completed its first ever undefeated regular season. 24-13 victory over Alcorn State. Uh, Jackson State will face either Prairie View A&M or Southern in a SWAC title game December 3rd. And it all comes down to if Southern beats Grambling this Saturday, they'll play Southern. If they lose, then they'll play Prairie View A&M. But it looks like that uh, Jackson State is going to win another SWAC championship and then get a chance to play in the uh, Celebration Bowl against the MEAC champion. So uh, shout out to Jackson State. Yeah. Great job, Coach Prime. You, 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 all the stuff is swirling now. I read an article before we got on uh, talking about that uh, Colorado had contacted him. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Why would you even think about it? <laughs> I, like know. Um, I know there's a mention about Nebraska, but the Prime shot that down. There was another small uh, UCF. I mean, if you're going to leave. You're going to leave for a power five. You, you got to go to a, a big time power five. You're not going to no uh, program that's struggling, that doesn't have the financial support. You might as well stay where you are. And uh, and, and that Florida State school starting to win probably catches out already because they're ranked right now. They're in the top 25, so. Man, wait out Jimbo Fisher. <laughs> Did y'all see the stadium at Texas A&M this past weekend? They only had like 10,000 people in that stadium. Mm -hmm. That seats 100,000. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. They had, they had students running the relay race yep. in, the, in the stands, yep. going from section to section because there was nobody there. That's why I say, just wait out Jimbo Fisher Prime. Go to Texas A&M. Whoever comes calling first. Whoever comes calling with that bag. So the big games for week 13 this week, obviously the biggest game on the books, Michigan <laughs> yeah, at Ohio that's State. That's it. That's it. <laughs> 12 p.m. on Fox. That's the biggest game on the books. Man. Okay, wait. Oh, Jesus. Two Winner, undefeated teams, both undefeated. Crazy. Winner of that goes to the Big Ten championship and is going to face a three or four loss <laughs> Big Ten team. They need to restructure. Yeah, that's a waste of time. They right. That's a waste. When they bring in these new teams, they need to redo these divisions yeah. and split up yeah. some of these teams because you got one division that's just garbage, and then they got all the strength in the other division. right. right. Uh, the other big game, we mentioned it earlier, number 18, Notre Dame, goes to number 7, USC, 7.30 p.m. USC is going to have to come to play because yes. Notre Dame going to have their big boy pads on, and they're going to punch them in the mouth a little bit. So, come on. Oh, yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. That's not going to be an easy game. Uh, for you people that like the rivalry games, you got a few rivalry games this weekend. You got South Carolina, who, who we just said, just punched Tennessee in the mouth. Going mm -hmm. to Clemson, you know they were really yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. definitely, definitely. That's a new kickoff on ABC. You got I Oregon know. at Oregon State. Oregon has to beat this, win this game to get into the Big Twelve Championship. But Oregon State is going to make that easy. That's a three thirty game. 
For you SEC lovers, I mean, you, bowl, you got the yeah. Iron Bowl. That's right. It, 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 That's it, always a good game. Auburn and Alabama, no matter what the records are, yeah. it's going to be mm-hmm. a tough game. Yeah, rivalry. Mm-hmm. And Auburn would love to give Alabama their third loss of the season and knock them out of a New Year's <laughs> Day bowl game. Roll down tight. War Eagle. <laughs> and I'm calling it right now, fellas. Texas A&M is going to get up for LSU. LSU oh, goes man. to Texas A&M. It's a night game at Texas A&M. They're going to get up at LSU and give LSU a game. LSU should still win. That's going to be a harder game than they expect. Okay. So that's what we yeah. got to look forward to. I mean, it, it's Thanksgiving week, so it's a great football week. Yes. Starting the NFL on Thursday from 1230 through the night. Friday, the college football games start into Saturday. Then you got a, a full slate. Of NFL on Sunday. There are no bye weeks this week. So you got 13 games on Sunday, three on Thursday, or 12 on Sunday, one on Monday, three on Thursday. So good stuff. Good stuff. Let's move to the NFL, fellas. We've been doing the season long, at least I've been doing the season long, what I think the teams are situated. Based on us going through 11 weeks, I still only see two elite teams in the NFL. Can somebody give me a third one? Because I, I, I got the Eagles, even though their offense has been struggling the last couple of weeks, they, they found a way to win against the Colts and the Chiefs in the AFC as the elite. They look like they're going to win their divisions and have the easiest road to get to the Super Bowl. I will say this, and my God, I hope I don't itch when I say it. But the Cowboys, actually, like, I mean, you saw the whipping they just put on Minnesota. Yeah. The defense is the defense is legit. Yeah, like, but that's I, 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 can't, I can't ignore them. They didn't run at them. Yeah, how could you yeah. how could you not watch the Green Bay game and see Green Bay ran right at them, especially the words right out of my mouth? And then yeah. you don't do the same thing. Yeah. Whenever you turn the Vikings into a drop back and pass team. What's the strength of Dallas's defense? It's their pass rush. pass rush. And that's exactly what they played into last night. That's what I was about to tell you. That was an, an anomaly. That's coaching. That was a bad job getting ready for the Cowboys because you played right into their strength and then wonder why your quarterback got sacked like eight times last night and can't get the ball out. The line looked like they were playing Little League. I didn't. It was like they were O-Lan all night. But mm-hmm. that's my whole point. Dallas is really not that good. Green Bay exposed them, and Green Bay, you know, is not in contention of anything. So, yeah, Dallas ate last night, but when I was watching that game, I was like, that's coaching because the Vikings are a much better team than what you saw last night. They just weren't. So who was your third team? Who was your third I, team? I, I still got to say that if, if Josh Allen gets healthy, they are an elite team. I got to say that. And then depending on what's happening with uh, Miami, because they playing ball that we didn't think that they could play. And I think mm-hmm. Tua has really turned that corner. Yeah, I've got all of those teams that y'all just listed. Right, my Super, next Bowl right. Super Bowl contenders. Minnesota Vikings, Tampa Bay Bucks, because they're going to win that. And it looks like Tom Brady looking a little better. He looked like he gained a little weight, looking a little healthier. 
The Bucks are playing defense. I, I got the Cowboys because the Cowboys do have an elite defense if you allow them just to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think the 49ers got a le- legitimate shot with all the weapons they have. They put that together. The 49ers going to be a very interesting team that nobody's going to Even at five see. and six? Even at five and six? Well, they play tonight. Mm. I expect them to win tonight and be back at 500. And then you got to see, they only game behind. They'd only be a game behind Seattle at that point. Mm. for that division. And then the AFC, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Ravens. Mm. The Ravens are playing. It doesn't look pretty all the time, but they're playing winning football. And if they get some of their people back, get Mark Andrews healthy for the postseason, I'm not sure how they're going to be able to do that, get one of their wide receivers back, they could have a shot because they're just a tough team to play against. And the Mm. Bengals – yeah, when Jamal I'm Chase come back, they mm-hmm. they a problem. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some teams I, that we've seen that I don't think are that'll probably make the playoffs, but I don't think are legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Seahawks, mm-hmm. either the New York Giants or the Washington Commanders are probably going to be the seventh seed into the playoffs the Giants got a brutal finish I was about to say I could see the commanders sneaking up into that spot Giants got to play the commanders twice Philly twice Dallas once and another real good team six out of their seven games are going to be just dog fights Mm -hmm. to finish it yeah and Washington has a soft soft schedule we got it, yeah. We got Atlanta next, and then I don't know who after uh, after that. And I mean, it's it's set up for them to to turn the tide of their season, you know, with with decent quarterback play because you have the weapons all around them. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do against the Texans yesterday, and um, yeah, I think the Giants are a fraud. I think the Seahawks will eventually come back to earth. And it's interesting because the Chargers always play well against the Chiefs. But then they lay duds against some of the other teams, and you just can't wrap your your mind around it. Yeah, I think that's coaching too, Professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's a shame. And the I, Patriots are always sneaky. I, I can never count always, them always. So you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't have the Jets uh, getting into the playoffs. It's gonna come <laughs> down between the Jets and the Patriots. Ooh, the way they look, they had two <laughs> yards since. Two yards on offense in the second half yesterday. That's crazy. Like when I heard the stat, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Two yards. It was the- three and three. They were like, it was a dog fight though. And the way until- uh, their quarterback played, Mister BYU, who's supposed to be all that, you know, he he just don't look like he he has it up here, man. He to me, he another Baker Mayfield. Hmm. I, I I think there's a good chance that he's gonna be benched if not this week, then the following week. And I think if they go back to uh, any other quarterback that plays just average football with the Jets' defense, the Jets got a playoff defense. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, anytime you hold a team to three points and can't win a game, that's a problem. Yeah, they lost their running game, too. That was a yeah, big blow. But they drafted – I'm not drafted. They traded for one of the Miami backs that – 
uh, hasn't been playing and hasn't been utilizing them. So the, the Jets' offense, it, it seems like they've been playing games and saying to the offense, don't make any mistakes and don't do anything. And they actually got to let them play a little bit. Yeah, they frustrating their rookie wide receiver too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? I mean, he Garrett? got from Ohio State. It's wide yeah. open. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Wilson. He, he, he talking about, come on now. Yeah. We had a hundred yards total offense. Come on now. <laughs> so that's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. What y'all think of Jalen Hurts' fourth quarter uh antics and you know pulling the Eagles through to beat the Colts? Because one thing I can't say about the Colts, I still don't like the way Jeff Saturday got that job. They've been he, playing for him now. He has that team playing for him. The defense is playing close to what it played the previous last year. And on offense, uh, it looks like they trying to go back to the identity of being a physical running team. But uh, Jalen Hurts said, we're not losing two weeks in a row. Kind of put the Eagles on his back and said, let's get this done. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's commendable. I will give him that. But I still see some chinks in, in Philly's arm. But this is the second time they've let a team play them, you know, this close. And, you know, I don't know what it is that they're not able to, you know, close out games early anymore. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is is pretty much, matter of fact, the way he played yesterday, I was like, he go let that Alabama shine on him. He, he put the team on his back and did what he needed to do. I think the Eagles, they're, they're without Goddard, there's a gaping hole because the other two guys they got, they just dudes. They don't block like Goddard. They certainly don't catch and run routes like Goddard. So that's a safety net that he's missing in that offense. And then forcing the ball too much to A.J. Brown, it got them in trouble against Washington, but it definitely got them in trouble yesterday. And then finally he just said, man, if I see an opening, I'm going to start running. I'm going to start dumping the ball. I'm going to start getting Sanders involved, making sure – you know, the, the offense is spread around a little bit more. If he continues to do that early in the game, I know he's missing Goddard, but spread the ball around a little bit earlier. I think you can make the defenses a little bit honest and then not wait until the fourth to do a little bit more scrambling. And I think he'll keep them a lot honest as well. But yesterday, I mean, as far as Jeff Saturday, I mean, he, he has that uh, Mike Vrabel effect. You know, when guys respect you, and yeah, they're grinding. They're willing to run through brick walls for you. He knows how to speak that language. Now, around him, he has some coordinators that can do the X's and O's. But I think they're taking on his persona and they're fighting out there and doing the dirty things that it takes to stay in these games. And they almost pulled off another victory yesterday. But, yeah, kudos to Jalen Hurts because he literally, you could see it, a, a switch flip. He was like, we're not losing this game. And he took his team yeah. down, got the score, and walked it off. Now, uh, sort of similar to how, and I'm going to uh, use this as a segue, how, like, Detroit's playing for their coach. Like, they they play for Dan Campbell. And yeah. you saw, like, each game they fight hard. It's never a blowout. Uh, and then you saw what they did against the Giants at the Meadowlands. Like, I, I can definitely see this is a team that you got to root for, man, because it's just like – you know, they, they believe in what their coach is saying. They they are playing for Dan Campbell, and you see it in every game. Yeah, the Lions' problem is they got to do a little more willing winning to have him keep his job. 
Right. Now they on a three game winning streak because it was looking real bad. So they trying. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. trying, and their defense is playing a lot better. Um, and they shut pretty much shut down the Giants' running attack. The Giants only had eighty nine yards rushing. Yeah. And Saquon was averaging like one twenty himself. And then you had Daniel Jones running for another thirty to sixty yards. So they 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 made the Giants say. Oh, if y'all gonna beat us, you gonna have to throw the ball and prove that he can throw the ball. <laughs> so. Yeah, they that Daniel Jones to me look more like um, Taysom Hill every time I watch him. He he wow. just don't he can he can come up with a few good plays throwing the ball, but his strength is in in is in the it's running. running. It's, so it's like gimmicky, right? They 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 need another quarterback in New York. That that's clear. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The Cowboys, got to give them credit where credit's due. They obviously had the most dominant game. But as we said earlier, the Vikings played into that game. Yeah. And once you get Kirk a little rattled, Kirk don't like to be touched. No quarterbacks really like to be touched, but Kirk really don't like to be touched. So once mm-hmm. they got him moving his feet and not just planting and doing his thing, yeah, that game was over. So yeah, I don't blame him because he was getting <laughs> harassed the whole like his lineman. I don't, I don't know what happened yesterday. It was like almost like soon as he snapped the ball, he had somebody in his lap. So yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do with that? That is ridiculous, bro. <laughs> Crazy. Now, if anybody doesn't think Patrick Mahomes is the MVP, yeah, so far I don't know what you're watching in the NFL, right? Now, he raised the, so when they sure. left that minute and 30 on the clock. I was like, big mistake. <laughs> I was like, he's gonna win this game. I was like, he and, said, and, and I'm a fan, right? If I'm a coach, I'm just like, let's just bleed this clock just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, more. like, yeah, <laughs> that's like that. He's licking his chops when he Man. sees that. Uh, much time left on the clock. Because it's good. Now, Derwin James did a phenomenal job on Kelsey last night. But you cannot contain a great player for 60 minutes. And when it mattered, Kelsey just dimed on him, man. I'm just yeah. like, it's, you, you, you just, you, it's scripted, man. Like, we see it. It's like a Hollywood ending. If you leave Patrick Mahomes too much time, it's going to happen to you. Yeah. And the fact that they showed a whole new basic uh, wrinkle to their offense using the three tight end package for most of the game since most of the wide receivers were hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's scary. So you don't know what to deal with when you're going. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. hold up, Big Reg. But Eric B. Enemy can't get a sniff. Can't get a job. Right. job. <laughs> can, yeah. can... <laughs> they never mention nah. his name when they talk about that offense. Nope. Nope. That's Mahomes and Andy Reid. They never mentioned the enemy's name. But you know what? If the Bucks didn't win the Super Bowl, they would have found a way not to mention Byron Leftwich. Leftwich. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shame. The Titans just keep winning, fellas. It it, it ain't pretty. <laughs> but, they, but they get that win. It's like you forget Mike about it. Like, okay. Mike yeah. Vrabel. Yep. Yeah. Their coach. His identity. Yeah. And he switched it up. He's actually letting Ryan Tannehill throw the ball a little bit since he's come back from his injury. Um, that's what's messing defenses up, Big yeah. Red. That, that's what's catching. Ed, are you listening? That's what's messing uh, the defenses up. He letting him throw the ball. Yeah. So it, 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 it's a little crazy. And the Bills took the ball out of their star quarterback's hands a little bit for the first time. They actually rushed the ball 30 times in a game with running backs. 
Yep, they have to. They're going to protect him from himself. So, I mean, you you, you got to be – allow him to get his confidence back, use all the tools they have, because they got two good young running backs. They got to use them. And that sneaky team, them Bengals, at six and four. But I got to give the Steelers some, some credit. The Steelers fought hard in that game. I know it's a division game. They was in that game to the end. But, I mean, Joe Burrow's like, okay, let me throw this last touchdown and get this over with and get up out of here. It sounds like Pickett to Pickens is going to be a household name. I will say that. That's Yeah, going to be once they get on the same page, because there was a couple of touchdowns that Kenny Pickett overthrew him through Pickens, yeah. and then a couple of times where it looked like they weren't on the same page. But, yeah, that could be a potent two. Yeah, I like Pickens, man. Watching him at Georgia, man, I was like, man, this dude going to be a beast in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you guys. I think. They'll be right on target. So, again, week 12, your intriguing games. Thursday, you got the full slate. I mean, unfortunately, we got to get the lines. But like Sid said earlier, they play tough. They play hard. They play tough. But they got They're the ducking. Bills coming back to Detroit because they had to play their big home game in Detroit because of the snow. Did y'all see that they actually got six feet Five inches of snow, the yeah. official measurement in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't and know, then, like, Buffalo. Yeah. Who would want to live in Buffalo? And you know what? what? Shout out, got to do it to Bill's Mafia. They even helped dig their players out yep. so they can get to the plane to get to Detroit, man. that That's <laughs> yeah. that's that's a, a strong that's fan Bills base. Mafia, and man. still put yeah. 50,000 fans yep. in Detroit State. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. That's yeah. a fan base. Yeah, so you got Bills at Lions, the early game at 1230 on Thursday, followed up by the Giants at the Cowboys, a big NFC East Woo! game. And per speculation, this is the going to be the deciding game on where Odell Beckham goes. Man. Which which basically means he's going to the Cowboys because he he's going to yeah, the they probably <laughs> hard. They they polished. Man, that should be tampering, man. That's the way they do it. You know Jerry already going to come with that bag. Come on, Odell. Before we move on, before we move on, I know you're trying to wrap it up, but what? Let's just spend a minute. What is going on with the Ravens, man? Like I just that I game know. stunk yesterday against it the really Panthers. Did. The Ravens' offense has been one-dimensional for the last three years, mm-hmm. and when you got their best. Re- receiver who's the tight end who's injured who's got multiple injuries he tried to he played through it mm-hmm. but you can see he wasn't the same that's Lamar's uh basic security blanket and when he can't get open that threw their offense totally out of whack they need to run the ball yeah they do where is Jim Caldwell these days because when Jim Caldwell came in and took over for, I forget the white guy's name. He's supposed to be this offensive guru, but he wasn't getting them anywhere. Soon as you brought in my man, they went and won the Super Bowl. And then I think he went to head coach the Lions, I think it was, right? Mm-hmm. And then now you don't hear nothing from him. Jim Caldwell could probably come in and get them back to that style of offense that will help protect Lamar, get them yeah. running the ball effectively again. And just just being overall effective, man. He got and Joe Flacco the Super Bowl. 
Right. And granted, the last time Detroit was in the playoffs was when Jim Caldwell was the right. coach. And, and he got ushered out. Right. Exactly. Yep. Got ushered out with a winning record. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, some other games we got to look out for. The Falcons at Washington on Sunday. You got the Bengals at the Titans. That should be a real interesting game. Mm-hmm. The Titans defense going to slow down the Bengals offense. Lions at the Giants. Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah, I think – I think the Giants are fraud, y'all. I'm going to keep saying it every frauds. week. I think they're going to get exposed in the next few weeks. And we gonna know tired. And, and Washington going to leapfrog them. Mm-hmm. Be Take nice. command. <laughs> and the night night game is Packers and Eagles. And the Monday night game are the Steelers at the Colts. So uh should be some interesting games. And, again, the first week in a few weeks, there's no buys this week because of Thanksgiving and the three Thanksgiving days. So we got a full say to 16 games for this Thursday through Sunday and Monday. All right, fellas, another hour down, another show in the books. But before we get out of here, we got to give the people our final post of the evening. Since, why don't you start us off? Um, just uh Carrying on from what we uh, talked about earlier in the uh, in the show, um, just prayers up for Brittany Griner. Let's pray for a speedy and safe return back home. Appreciate that. What you got for us, Professor? Yeah, I just want everybody to just have a wonderful and safe and happy Thanksgiving. I mean, we we need to wrap our arms around our loved ones, man. I mean, it's just senseless violence, senseless things going on out here just because you don't agree or you hate somebody else for whatever they believe in, the color of their skin and all this kind of stuff. If we could just be thankful for who and what we have, wherever we are, man, this would be a much better world. But I just want you guys to just enjoy your time with family and just let the things of the world be out there for a time, for that time being. Amen. Positive stuff, positive stuff. I want to start by, again, wishing all of our extended family, our listeners, a happy Thanksgiving and happy holiday season, however you choose to celebrate or not celebrate. Um, Please celebrate safely if you get together with friends and family. And remember, unfortunately, we are in a pandemic, and we don't want to have a house full of family members and end up getting everybody sick. On a lighter note, I got to shout out two things. One's going to be real, real happy for you guys. Shout out to the Archbishop Carol Lines for winning their second WCAC <laughs> Division Championship. What? We got you to say that? Oh, my God. Right. Is it snowing? Got to give you props on that. And then it hurts me. But shout out to St. John's Cadets. They beat my uh, alma mater, the Matha, in the Senior League Championship 7-3 to three to win the WCAC title for the second straight year. That Under Armour money is coming in good over there in St. John's. But strong, strong game. 7-3, I'm sure that was a hell of a game. So It was a dog fight. But, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh, man, Metro champs. 
WCAC That means I got to congratulate Shamari Stone. St. John Cadet. Yeah. So, all right, fellas. Again, we like to thank you all for tuning in and listening. We appreciate your time and opportunity to share our positions on sports with you. We're here each and every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for our live show. Um, you can also download this show and previous shows via our Facebook page or our YouTube channel or listen to previous shows on your favorite podcast platform. All you have to do is go to wherever site you'd like, put in positions on Sports Talk Show. We'll pop up. Our professor does a great job of keeping us updated, um, and you'll be able to catch us. And if you happen to go to any site, do us a favor. Please subscribe and like. Scription's free. We greatly appreciate it. And you can also hit us up if you want to send us a message at Facebook at Positions on Sports, Twitter at Positions on SBO1. We greatly appreciate your feedback. And if you could tell your friends, family members, and social media contacts about the show if you like it, it would be a big benefit to us. Have a great evening. Have a happy Thanksgiving and a great week. Please stay safe. We'll see you next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Peace. Don't pardon the turkey. Eat the turkey. Ha <laughs> ha!